old by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. Sometimes in this business, you get the opportunity to talk to one of your good friends and just kind of hang out for an hour. And that's what today is. I'm so honored and privileged to have with me Stephanie Price. And Stephanie, you're on. Okay, you get, got it. <laughs> I saw the mute and I was worried, but you, you got it. You were in there ahead of me. Stephanie, how are you doing? I'm awesome, Scott. So great just to get to chit chat with you. I'm at the gym today. As you can see in my background, that's my big old calendar, my event calendar, as well as uh, some heavy wall balls behind me, I think. And they're out there doing the uh, homeschool kids class which I think is very fitting for some of, I know what are our conversations going today uh, because it's such a, it's such a beautiful thing we got going on here with all these youth, youth athletes. So my first question is, is there a wall ball that's not heavy? Cause I have not uh, found it. Nope. Nope. I think we go as low as maybe six pounds for the kids, but uh, nope. And that's heavy for, you know, it's all relative, yeah. right? At my age, they're all heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, like after my back injury, like that was, that's the thing that's come back the slowest is wall balls. Mm. Everything yeah. else kind of coming back pretty fast. Wall balls, no, not so much. Full body movement. What you got is a thruster going on there. So you got to get down in that squat, extend all the way up. I mean, it's a, it's a good one. It's yeah. just uh, yeah. not an easy one. Yeah. So, um, so you have had some big news over the, uh, Jody Lynn says in the comment, uh, lo I love wall balls said no one ever. <laughs> uh. Except for Travis Mayer, Travis Mayer, that man can, that man can flow through some, some wall balls. But the reason we have you on is if for people who don't know, uh, we've partnered for quite a while with a podcast of yours. Um, it's gone through some name changes. Um, it's now got this really cool title and really cool vibe called Prodigies, the Prodigies podcast. Um, so I want to start there a little bit. This podcast does what? Yeah, so the Prodigies podcast, first of all, thank you, Scott, because you're the one who gave me this space to come into. So I'm really grateful to you for that. And uh, Prodigies podcast is meant to discuss, expose, examine, just have fun with all things related to particularly the youth. So teenage into those young adult years, health and fitness. And we obviously have a, a focus on the CrossFit athlete since that's uh, sort of the, the arena that we're playing in here. But we plan to talk about all sorts of things related to health and fitness and wellness for the the teenage and young adult athlete. And there's a lot to talk about. There's everything from, from physical, you know, anatomy and physiology is different in kids than it is in older people. And uh, everything from that all the way to programming and nutrition and, and health, mental health, social health, how not to burn out, 
talking to parents of kids and finding out what, you know, what questions they have. There's just so much to explore. So I'm very excited to be doing that in, in this format. So one, I, I want to thank you because it's exposing me to an area of CrossFit that I don't know a lot about. I, I had a teenage daughter who did CrossFit, was really good, really fast, mm -hmm. and she burned out. And I don't know how much of that was on my shoulders, how much of that was on just life in general and not in CrossFit, not being something that's cool in high school. Um, Cause most people don't know about it. I don't know. But so as I'm watching this and now my daughter's off as an adult working in the real world and all that stuff, it's interesting to go back and kind of hear this, the issues that teens go through, um, through high school into college and I loved your interview with Olivia Kerstetter's parents who gave a very different perspective after Mal and Haley had kind of taken a step back. I thought that was fascinating, but you're killing it since you've come back with a new name. Um, learning about these young athletes and what they go through on a day-to-day -day basis and where their goals are, it's amazing. So kudos to you. Yeah, you're speaking like a true CrossFit parent with all those questions, you know, um, you didn't say quite like this, but did I push too hard or should I push harder? Or should I have relented or should I have, um, you know, done, I mean, just we, we have all of those questions. I have a, as you know, I have a CrossFit Games teenage athlete myself. He's 20 now, so he's not a teenager anymore, but he was at 15 years old, 10th fittest teen in the world. And with that came a lot of pressure, a lot of um, expectation, both from him, from other people, from me, uh, which I, I learned through that a lot. And uh, just, you know, a lot of introspection for me as a parent, for him as a youth, sort of like, what is it I want to be doing with, with my health and fitness, uh, you know, as I'm, as I'm aging, as I'm getting older and, and moving into life. So these are all really deep. I feel like it's really deep. We think we're talking about CrossFit, you know, working out and competing, but this is some deep stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and and you're getting you're getting kids that aren't necessarily games athletes. Some are, some aren't. Um, some are on the on the precipice of being a games athlete. Some have made it to the games. So you're getting a variety of of where kids are. And what I appreciate about and we're gonna get we might as well jump to this your event, the Pit Teen Throwdown, created out of COVID. Tell us how that started. Uh, it's such a, I just love to tell this story. So uh, we came to the pit. Uh, so it's the Pit Fitness Ranch. The affiliate is Triple River CrossFit. And we came here right after the games. I think our membership started August 15th, 2019. And my son had just competed in Madison. And uh, we were new members here at the pit uh, because I saw something here that I was really attracted mm -hmm. to from a from a mom standpoint, I said, there's some people here that are doing some amazing things with whole families and uh, everybody in the family has, has something to do here. So I sought out the coach, had great conversations with him and my whole family came. When I got here, I started talking with the coach about, you know, these CrossFit teens, they don't have a lot out there that's just for them. So they're kind of in silos or it used to be this way, it's getting better. But they used to be kind of in silos. So you'd have, you know, one random kid in Pennsylvania with nobody else to work out with, nobody to compare to, nobody to fellowship with, so to speak. And uh, I said, you know, maybe we could run a camp or something. You know, we could do something like that. So I wrote up a proposal and kind of laid it out. So we had already been talking about 
making some kind of offerings. Then April 2020, the CrossFit Games were canceled for the teenagers. And just having come out of that world, I knew that the kids were going to be devastated. And I go ahead and use that word. It's kind of a hard word, but it's true. You know, these kids, you have to think of them. We essentially get them from as freshmen through seniors. So they get four years as teenagers in this sport. One of those years is gone from them, just literally just moved right out from underneath them. That's huge. I mean, if you think to just high school athletics, if you're a star basketball player and your senior year just got cut off, you know, it's, it's really, it's it's really difficult. So I remember when hearing that they got canceled, I um, was just kind of sitting there thinking a bit and I texted Brock Yost, who's coaching right now. He's coaching those very kids and said, um, I think we could do something because what we have here at the pit is 65 acres of outdoorness. So at the time we had to be outside, we couldn't, we had to have social distancing. And I said, we can do something. So I will forever be grateful for this. He could have easily said, that's crazy. (laughs) You know, this is a pandemic, you know, affiliates are shutting their doors. The world's gone mad. Uh, We, we can't take on a new project, uh, which I'm known to do. And he didn't say that. He said, well, let's talk. And so we did. We talked. We had a Zoom meeting. We had CrossFit HQ on the meeting. We had Chandler Smith and other big name athletes on the meeting. We had kids, obviously, their parents and coaches. And we said, would you come to Michigan if you could? And they said, "Uh, if we could, (laughs) we don't know. So, you know, this was April 2020. And so we just started moving forward, kind of that into the storm mindset, like, all right, well, we're not backing down. We're just going to just push and just see what happens. What happened was it was really awesome. Really a lot of the community, the global CrossFit community came together and said, we're here for these kids. Like, what do we need to do to help? We had about 45 sponsors that year. uh, Everyone from Victory Grips to Fit Aid to Reebok. And they just gave. And then we had 46 athletes. (laughs) So instead of the, you know, what it would have been, I think, which was probably 60. I don't know. I'd have to go back and do the math. But uh, we had 46 athletes, including Mal O'Brien, including Olivia Kerstetter, including Paulina Harrow, including Tudor Magda. Uh, so we had some of those na- those bigger name kids that, you know, were going to definitely miss out if they, if they couldn't come. So you basically became the CrossFit Games for that season. Um, where kids got to compete where they wouldn't have normally done so. It's funny how this has gone all full circle, and we'll get to that in a minute. Then you, the games are back in 21, but you, your event stayed, and you kind of morphed into um, a bigger event that allowed different levels of athletes to come and share in the experience. So... What was that transformation like? Yeah, we were super. So just to give you a con, uh, uh, what's the word? Context. So 6,000 teenagers worldwide sign up for the Open. This is kind of an average. It's anywhere from 4,500 to 6,000, sort of depending on the year. This year we're hoping for more, but either way. Um, so of those 6,000, when you have 
20, 40, 60, you know, however many go into the games. I mean, 40 kids go into the games out of 6,000. I mean, that's just, that's, you know, there's that. And so for us, we sort of felt like there's so many more. <laughs> there's so many more. And there's all these kids. And in fact, I keep pointing to the window out there because they're out there right now working out. Naomi Grubert's out there right now. She's a local. She participated in our junior varsity competition. She won it this past year. And she's out there in her homeschool class working great. She's not going to make the games more than likely, but she is a hard worker, such a great kid. So what we did that year is we started a rookie division and uh, we really loved that concept that we were, and we're still getting the top 10%, top 10, 15%. I mean, these are still really, really amazing athletes. Um, but we, so we pulled those kids in and we said, all right, you're, maybe you're not games level. That's okay. The games is one thing to attain to, but let's, uh, let's see what you got. Let's, let's get you. Let's put you through the races here. And they loved it. The rookies were crazy. They were like, we want more. And we were like, well, then you're going to have to work. You know, so then the next year we built on that a bit and we added the um, the the junior varsity division. But we then also added that collegiate division. And that's maybe a whole nother subject matter. But it was so important to us to capture as many of these youths. And when I say youths, and I know we all think of my cousin Vinny, <laughs> but when we think of the youths, you know, we're talking about age 13, 14, up until I would say adolescence ends around 24. So you've got that about that 10 years of these developing kids. So we added those divisions very purposely trying to bring as many kids in. And I'll tell you, and, and I know you get to talk to Brock one of these days soon, but, you know, programming for the sort of those different levels is kind of interesting because it's, it's uh, there's a lot to that and kind of knowing, you know, what they can do, what they can't do, what you should expect them to do and, and all of that. So we really wanted to be inclusive and in, in so many ways, because that's the whole, and, and at least that's one of our purposes is to develop them and to give them opportunities to develop. So if you've never been to a competition before, you're not gonna go from nothing, more than likely, to the CrossFit Games. And so we tried to sort of be that, you know, that stepping stone, if you will, or that uh, uh, breeding ground for, for those high level athletes. So my analogy in my head as you're talking is, if I wanna lose 100 pounds, my goal isn't to lose 100 pounds, my goal is to lose five pounds, then five more pounds, so on, right? Till I reach that big goal. Your goal could be to make the CrossFit Games, but when you give no ladder as a route to that, it makes it really hard to reach that really big goal. And by giving a JD, JV division or helping the collegiate athletes transition from a teen division to an elite division, it's giving them rungs on the ladder to obtain in the process. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm so glad you brought that up because every year I always query the kids. I have this big, long questionnaire I make them fill out and I ask them, you know, what they aspire to in their CrossFit life and in their other life, you know, what they want to do. And many of them say, I want to be a CrossFit Games, Games athlete. And yet that when they come to the pit and they're not anywhere close to that, really, or they're pretty close, but they're, you know, not quite at that level. They have so much fun and they find such value in competing, like you said, on the ladder. So as they are climbing those rungs, 
they they love it. They absolutely love it. So and none of them are feeling like, oh, shucks, you know, <laughs> I didn't make the games. That's not that's not at all how they look at it. They look at it, this great opportunity to get together with their friends, too. And that's a whole nother component. But and to really, um, yeah, to grow. And th they're so insightful. I uh, do also a pretty, pretty um, robust after action evaluation or after action an evaluation, then an after action report. And I always ask the kids what they got out of it. And inevitably they say, I learned and I grew, I grew <laughs> and I learned so many things and um, I'm so much better. And now I know what to work on. And they, I, I don't think there's any of them that have a, a bad experience in that growth and development mindset. Well, and realistically, this isn't probably the idealistic thing you get out of it. But there's a realism of what you can obtain when you're going rung by rung, right? Mm -hmm. When you don't know what's in the middle of where you are in the games, you may think it's realistic that you can make the games. But as you're going these rungs, you, you're getting a dose of reality whether that is something feasible for you. And then it's an easier letdown, right? Well, now I can just have fun or now I can just enjoy where I'm at instead of wow, that was a big kick in the crotch because I thought I could make it to here. And there's, and when you realize that it's too late. Yeah. We, uh, one of my favorite athletes this past year, 2023, his name is Hayden Harrell. And he had been in the junior varsity division the previous year, 2022. Well, for 2023, he qualified. He could for the varsity division, uh, which he could have been in. And he thought about it and I sent him his invitation and, you know, I asked all the kids, I said, just message if you have questions, we can talk. And he um, thought about it, thought about it, talked to his coach and he messaged back and he said, you know, he said, I appreciate the invitation and I think I, I you know, I, I would have a great time. He said, but I really think I need one more year in that junior varsity division. And he absolutely crushed it. He did such a great job. He was my, he won the victory spirit award. Like he was just such a great athlete. And I told him that later, just, you know, Hayden, like that was a very mature thing to think about. So he wasn't looking at this like title. He was looking at where he really genuinely was in his stage of development. And he did such a great job. And it was so fun to watch him clean I forget what it was. It was in the 200s, you know, 250s, something like that. But to watch him uh, lift those heavy weights and and just be so proud of his work. So I talked to Joe Linton on Wednesday, and some of these questions seem very eerily familiar because you both are kind of in the same situation. Mm -hmm. So in 2021, we had Dave Castro on our podcast. And during that podcast, he said, ideally, his vision for the future was that the age groups be separated from the games. Dave gets fired. And then that doesn't come to fruition till all of a sudden Dave's back. And earlier this year, he was named uh, director of the games again. And this thing moved quickly at that point. Joe's answer was they got a call two days after Dave was hired back as part of the games to get this ball rolling. So, Dave never forgot about what he told us two years prior because it happened pretty quick. So I want to walk through this. You got selected to be the partner with CrossFit to be the CrossFit Games for teen, the teen division. So what was that process like? Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? 
Did you hear rumblings? Anything in that that you can share? Yeah, I'd love to share. So first off, I listened to at least a good portion of your interview with Joe, and I thought it was so great. And I love Joe. And I was thinking, like, we're very similar. Um, I can just tell this sounds so cheesy, Scott. So but you know me, I'm kind of cheesy. But like, you can hear his heart, like his heart for the athletes. And I was like, yes, that's it right there. And I, in my opinion, that's what makes us both successful is that we have that heart for the athletes. So just shout out to Joe and his team. But anyhow, um, yeah, so first off, we had been a licensed event, maybe two of the four years we were licensed events and, you know, which just allowed us to use the CrossFit logo. And, you know, we had a great relationship with CrossFit, the event team, and that was fine. But no, they reached out to us. So I'm, you know, we, we, uh, it's the middle of the summer. I forget when it was, but I'm still summer, which just means that from an event organizer's perspective, I am just slammed just 24 seven. That's all I'm doing. And, um, Brock texts me or no, I think he called me and he said, Hey, are you sitting down? I'm like, yeah, I'm riding in the car. <laughs> What's up? And he said, Oh, I just talked to Dave Castro today. And my first thought was, Oh gosh, did I do something wrong? Because that's just how I'm built, you know, probably some childhood thing, but, you know, I was like, oh boy, did I screw something up with the event? You know, did I use a, did I use like, did I mess up the copyright or something? And uh, he said, yeah, they uh, want to talk to us about hosting the games next year. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, no, I think they're really serious. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, tell me more. So, uh, you know, and, and, but I'll tell you what, though, I hope this does not at all come off as arrogant. I was super happy and surprised of the timing. Uh, I figured this you know, might be a couple of years in the making, but um, I wasn't surprised that we had earned a place in their hearts, I guess you'd say, uh, because I know we have earned that place in the teens' hearts. And, um, you know, so for four years, they've been watching and and, and seeing what we are doing and everything that we've been doing has been authentic and um, very transparent and always, you know, with the goal of, we've always had a two-pronged mission. I mean, it's just going back over it from for four years, we have the same mission. The number one is to just give a kick-ass competition. And number two is to, um, it's one of the teens right there. Uh, number two is to um, help the kids like develop and life in general. And so they'd been watching that. So it wasn't, I wasn't hugely shocked that they sought us out, but boy, was I proud and excited and ready to go with it. And so they, they sought us out and uh, I was very honored at that. And then, as you know, uh, Boz and uh, Heather Lawrence came to our competition and it was so fun to meet them and talk with them. The most down to earth, like wholeheartedly kind people. And, uh, they were happy. We were happy. And we were all just having this love fest <laughs> while we move forward on what, what's next. So you say love fest, but there had to be some stress uh, with the eyes there kind of overseeing everything. I've known you for a little while now, and I know how, <laughs> how that can be. What were your coping mechanisms during that weekend? Or was it just, I got to go head down there's too much to do. I can't even think about the stress. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question, Scott. Thanks for being so insightful. You know, I will tell you that, um, so I'm a trauma nurse as well, and I've been a charge nurse, and uh, I've been in a lot of code situations and things like that. And you learn that 
ultimately what saves you is your, your training and your preparation. And so you know what to do. And so in the moment, um, I had to first just remind myself that I knew what I was doing, that this was, this event has been my, these kids have just been my heart for the past four years. So, all right, Steph, you know this, like, this isn't like something you're faking or whatever, like you got this. So I started with that. And then the second was just trusting my team that like the team was there. Everyone that we work with is, is authentic and real and hardworking and all the things that you would want in a, in a CrossFit team. And so I knew that that would shine. And I also knew that we weren't going to fake anything. So it's like, they're going to see what they're going to see. So it was time to kind of like show up and just be who we really authentically are. And then also I, did sort of like kind of gauge Heather a little bit and, and even boss to some degree and try to make my interactions with them really valuable. So I didn't like bother them with annoying questions or <laughs> things like that. I tried to, when I had those few minutes of time when I got to talk to them, um, I really tried to listen more for like, what is it they're looking for? What is it they want? Um, how can I add value to them as an organization, as a sport? Because ultimately, when I add value to them, they're going to add value to those kids. And so that was just kind of how I coped. And I did have one meltdown, just one meltdown. And Jeannie Williams, who is our um, head of athlete control, she um, just sort of uh, gave me a little hug for a minute. And then I was all done. But just just about, about 10 minutes on Friday. And, uh, and then I was okay. It doesn't hurt that Boz and Heather Lawrence... Of all the people I've met at CrossFit HQ, maybe the two nicest people on the planet. Um, Boz, I worked when I was a judge. Uh, he was my head judge at my first ever event. That's where I met him. Um, and we've been friends ever since. Um, and he's the one that actually introduced me to Heather, uh, who I got to know during semifinals this year. Um, and they're both just tremendous people. So that, that was definitely a good crew to come hang with you uh, during that weekend. Yeah, I would uh, totally agree. Boz, uh, we had a meeting, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was on Zoom or whatever, and he showed us a picture of his dog. <laughs> he got a new dog, and it happens to be a Great Pyrenees, which is similar. I have two Great Pyrenees. So he's very um, approachable that way. And just I just felt like they were just, I felt like, you know how you feel like you're, uh, I hate to use the word family, it's a little cliche, but you know, when you're just all in the same, you're like, oh yeah, we're all, these are my people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now you have the responsibility and, and I, I, I've got a lot of questions here. So you have the responsibility of doing the games next season. You finished your event this year in September. Has it still been gas pedal to the metal since then? Um, any different than other years? Yeah. Uh, so yes and no. And I will say it's been gas pedal down because that's just how I roll <laughs> like in general. But, but uh, what's, what I'm doing a lot more right now, maybe than what I would have done otherwise is uh, the, is planning. And it's more like making sure I, I mean, I have a, a playbook that is, I don't even know how many gigabytes it is, you know, it's got a category for every team and, and uh, so just trying to get all those things nailed down, um, kind of 
figuring out what the relationship is between us and CrossFit, like what parts they do, what parts we do. So I wrote a transition plan, um, things like that. So it's a lot on the front end or the back. I don't know if it's front or back, but the back end, I guess, of planning. And that's where the pedals been down is just, um, all right, I got to have, I mean, I don't know if you use any analogy you want, say building a house or something, but you got to have those pillars and that foundation in place. So before I can start filling in with all the fun stuff, which is what I want to do, like I've already been thinking about what kind of swag I want the kids to have and stuff like that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, how about get your team set up? How about get your communication, you know, strategy set up? How about getting your marketing calendar set up? You know, those sorts of things. So it's kind of the boring stuff unless you're an event organizer junkie like I am. But um, yeah, it's and it's been a lot of like, um, again, kind of working with CrossFit to see where what part they're doing, what part we're doing, who owns what. You know, we will we actually we have a memorandum of understanding with them right now and that will turn into a contract. So what does that contract look like? Um, what does my team need to do the job to do the job well? Um, yeah, so it's been a lot of like that sort of like more boring administrative stuff. But yeah, it's been busy. So I know there are details that you are not allowed to discuss at this point, and and I and I completely understand it. So if there's something you have to skip over, please do. We'll do. But my question is, when I talk to Joe, and I'm going to come around to this a different way in a, in a second, but he said that their support they're getting from CrossFit has allowed them to keep their normal event because it took so much off of their plate. Mm -hmm. You have been a licensed event for a couple of years and that really just is like some marketing, getting listed some places. Now you're a partner. How much different is that than just being a licensed event? And does it take anything off of your shoulders? It absolutely does. And First off, let me just say that I've only had just great relationships so far. So with the crew there and the marketing crew, particularly, obviously Heather is the uh, operational person. So she's kind of like me, you know, in the sense of like, the, she thinks, I think like she thinks, she thinks like I think she understands all that. And then um, what's the other area? So there's basically three areas, probably more, but three areas where we for sure are partners. And that would be marketing. Um, and then, uh, ah, I'm just, I'm kind of losing my mind here for a minute. Obviously the leaderboard and all that we're going to use, it'll be CrossFit's all the way up until the, our, the games, the teenage games, which uh, I'm pretty sure then we will use our own leaderboard, which is, you know, fine. Uh, so that takes a ton off my plate. Um, I know the two areas where they're, they have devoted people devotedly partnering with us are number one marketing and that's super helpful. And the other is sponsorships, partnerships. And that is going to be um, just, uh, I, I understand what Joe's saying because those are two areas I had already been ready to tell Brock, like, all right, we got to get like some help <laughs> with those two areas because uh, they take up so much of your, of your bandwidth, uh, just trying to get things rolling. So with their support, it's, it's really more than support. I mean, I don't, I don't really know the right word to call it, but with us working together in those two areas, uh, for sure, that's super helpful. The other area where it obviously affects, and I alluded to it a bit, was is programming slash leaderboard, stuff like that. So we don't have to, for the games athletes, we don't have to run an online qualifier now, meaning like CrossFit's running it. We're going to help 
brackets to help program it once he gets to the semifinal level. So that's super exciting. And then um, he does have some, I won't really call it autonomy, but he gets to work collaboratively to program for the games, which is every programmer wants that. And uh, yeah, so it's taking a, a lot off. Um, and there's still a, a lot of work to do. And then um, they also have promised us and, you know, I already see the, I see him, I see him kind of rolling in because we do have a volunteer inquiry form on our website, but um, I anticipate that we will get some help from them. Our memorandum of understanding says that we'll get some help in the area of judging as well. So um, there'll be some areas where we definitely intersect and then, um, yeah. And I pretty much haven't found them to, to say you're on your own for any, absolutely anything. So I already know that anything I have a question about or concern that I know they'll help address. So there's been a lot of talk about, is this good for the sport? Is it bad for the sport to split off uh, the age groups? I actually have a poll out there. I'm going to let it run a little bit to see kind of what the overall thought is. Right now it's sitting at, yes, it's good for the sport, or I'm waiting to see, are kind of the two leaders in the house. Um, the negative parts of it, like it's not going to change anything, or this is, I want my festival back, are way behind the other two. Um, but I ask you, and you know Jamie, Jamie's my co-host. Her goal has always been to make the games. Part of that in her head was, I get to go to this festival event with all these great athletes. I get to get this swag. I get to have the locker there. I get to do all that stuff. And when this was announced, it was a blow to her because that was her dream. And is it going to come to fruition? I mentioned this with Joe. Joe said, wait and see, we're going to blow people away. Mm -hmm. Right. I ask you, is there a, a, a strategic plan in place to make sure the athletes feel like this is not just another competition, but you're at the CrossFit games? Yeah, 100%. I'm so glad you brought that up. So I have so many thoughts about it. And the first one is that, um, of course, we think it's good for the sport for, for many, many reasons, and probably the same that you've already heard at Infinitum. And one of them is that um, now we can focus on these kids. They can be the star of the show, not kind of like, you know, and I think CrossFit did a good job the past couple of years really trying to give them a bit more of a stage, but it just can't do it with that many athletes and that many, you know, moving parts. You know, I mean, this is no shade on CrossFit at all, but in 2019, you know, my son didn't compete in the Coliseum. Parents had to, parents, we didn't get Coliseum tickets. We couldn't, I mean, it was just like, you know, it was just, and I remember thinking at the time, I wish they would consult me <laughs> and now they are. So uh, that's super exciting. And yeah, so uh, some of the things that we had, and, and I will say that, you know, some of the kids have expressed what I'm going to just call it an emotional attachment because that's really what it is. So practically they're going to get all the same stuff, right? But it's just this emotional sort of sentimental connection, if you will, to being at the games, you know, in the athlete area next to Rich and Annie and whatever. And I get it. That's super fun. And uh, so a couple of things that we have in mind, and I will tell you this, I'm not going to make huge promises. I heard you say that the other day, but I, uh, these are things that we actually have moving on right now. So the first thing we did was we hired an athlete development coordinator. And he'd be a great interview sometime too. His name's Adam Paulson and he coached Paige Powers and several other games athletes from Michigan. So we hired him as athlete development coordinator. His 
role is simply to look for opportunities to bless the athletes is the way I can say it. So what, and he, uh, he was, he was a consultant to CrossFit Games on behalf of the teens already. So he's familiar and he's working on right now, a mentorship program, a, um, you know, informational instructional videos. Uh, but when I mentioned that mentorship program, we're talking about CrossFit Games athletes, elite level athletes that are going to be available to these kids, probably at the comp- at our competition, which I the only thing I can't really reveal now is the date. But, you know, the, they'll more than likely have the opportunity to be with us. So we're looking for ways to make sure that these kids get some of the same things that they want. Uh, you know, that's one of the ways. The other thing that we that I've already done, we have our first meeting in the first week of January is I created a pit parent engagement group. So now the parents have a say and they have a say in three areas, quality, safety, and experience. So I want them to tell me what their kids want. And then we're going to do our very best to get it to them if it's reasonable. Right. So um, we are definitely putting strategic things in place to make sure. And, you know, when it comes to partnerships and things like that, uh, really working um, closely with CrossFit, but then also we have a lot of partners that we work with too, that we're like, we just really look for any kind of way we can to get these kids a really great experience. And the last thing I was going to say about this is, so if you think about high school, this just happened in my hometown. There used to be two high schools in the uh, one school district. Well, they merged and uh, actually went to one, it was called Elkhart Central and Elkhart Memorial. Well, they merged and now it's just Elkhart High School. Well, who cared about that really, right? Juniors and seniors, yes, for sure. Maybe the freshmen, I mean, the sophomores a little bit. Freshmen, not so much. You know who didn't care? The eighth graders who are never going to know any different. (laughs) So in four years from now, these teens aren't even going to know any different. They're going to know that the, the CrossFit Games by Pit Team Throwdown is their games. And so, you know, I guess like uh, I kind of look at it that way too, in the sense of you always have to kind of look at what is it you're hanging on to. It's not necessarily bad to hang on to something, right? But it's so much better if you can pivot and just see what, what not so much what you think you're missing out on, but what's available in front of you. And uh, the first thing I thought of right away, frankly, was because of the timing, which, again, we still haven't fully, fully uh, finalized. But because of the timing, I think the way it's going to go, the CrossFit Games elite athletes are going to be off season. They're going to be able to come to our events and hang out with the kids. And I don't know, I might even try to get Brock to program something like jump in on a workout with them. Not even kidding. Like it's 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 going to be good. It's going to be good. I would say the same thing Joe said, like I promise. <laughs> so, gosh, I, I hate that we only have an hour. Um, but you're going to be back on over and over again leading up to the season. So you and I talked uh, offline about how the season has been structured this year, which is different than in years past. And I told you that I thought the teens got the best deal out of the bunch. Um, I think it's the perfect size for what you guys have. 30 athletes making the games uh, in every division, 200 athletes in each division making semifinals. That all makes sense to me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I love it too. And then I love the 30, um, the 30 at the games. And I love it because of what we were talking about, I don't know, a few minutes back with that JV division. I already know 
that some of those athletes have worked their way that they're going to make semifinals this year. And they might, I mean, there's a couple I've got thinking of right in my head right now who very well might make the games because last year they finished, you know, 28 (laughs) and, and, you know, and I'm just like, Oh, I'm so excited for them to be able to actually, you know, come compete. So I love it. And I think frankly, our division is kind of a great testimony to the fact that you need to broaden it. You know, we, we are the future of the sport and, you know, if we don't focus on this, these kids right now and really trying to bring them in and bring more kids in and show them the value of this sort of lifestyle overall, then, uh, you know, then we're kind of in trouble, but we, um, yeah, I just think it's great. I think it's only going to make more kids want to compete the way I look at it. And I love, I like the nice clean number 30 in each division. I think that's good. It gives them enough competition to really go after it. Well, what I like about it is we all know there are fallacies with online competition. You can't have eyes everywhere around the world to make sure that everybody is doing everything by the book. I think 30 gets enough of the right people in that lets them compete to find out who can go head to head live. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. Now I'm going to swing around to something maybe a little controversial, but Right now, currently, before this new season, you and Wadapalooza were really the only premier competitions for teen athletes. If now that you're taking over the games, is that going to leave a hole for a premier competition for teen athletes? Or do you have plans in place to do something else different? Or do you think that someone else needs to pick up that opportunity and run with it? Well, that is a good question. We, uh, so first off, Brock and I have, you know, and our whole team really has talked about this a lot because we don't want the kids to get left out. We don't want them to be forgotten. And, and um, so we absolutely hundred percent will not. So two things, number one, for the collegiate division, we plan to have a collegiate competition right alongside the teenage CrossFit games. So, and it will be probably a separate license event, but part of the games, if that makes sense. So it won't be the games. CrossFit has been very clear. They're not changing the age divisions or anything like that. So, however, we will have collegiate athletes competing at the game, at the teenage CrossFit games in some way. So I'm excited. So that group is taken care of for sure this year. The rest of the group, so that would be your junior varsity, really. um, We've kind of tossed around some different ideas, either also having kind of a, a, almost like a leading up to the comp, up to the games, you know, just almost like a festival-ish, you know, competition for those kids, or sort of having it like, uh, you know, at another, at another time. And at the moment, um, I think we're the logical ones because we kind of have the package to be able to say, you know, so I guess I would put that out there too. We're also open-minded. If somebody were to come to me and say, Hey, we would love to run a team competition. Can you help me? I would say, well, let's talk <laughs> and let's, let's talk what, about what that looks like. Uh, Cause I think at this point, you know, we definitely have the opportunity to, to do that. So we've tossed around some different ideas. Scott is I think kind of the vague answer, but just be 100% sure that we are not forgetting these kids at all. These are our kids. These are like, these, we, you know, 
this this is why we're why we're here, you know, for them. Yeah, I I love the fact that currently they have three opportunities a year for a major competition: games, pit, Waterpalooza. And I hope that that doesn't get lost for some of these athletes. Uh, so I, what I do think is kind of cool is if somebody um, came to you and said, hey, we're interested, could you help us out? The way that I know you have mentors that have helped you like Wilson Pock and helped you develop what you are, you may have the opportunity to pay that forward and develop somebody else, which I think is super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Or even have, you know, uh, you know, you know, like um, Festivus or some of those others, you know, almost like a licensed event package that, you know, I can work with an event organizer and say, you know, because I will say that our dreams even several years ago were like, wouldn't it be so cool to have this in like every state, <laughs> every region, at least, yeah. you know, I mean, it'd be really great to have the Patine Throwdown in you know, all over obviously United States, maybe even further. So, I mean, the sky is really the limit. And what it comes down to, frankly, is money. I mean, cause that's a real deal. Events are not cheap and they're not, um, they're not lucrative either. And also very, and, and just resources, time, who's going to do it. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work. So anybody that um, wants to talk to me about it, I am open. So I'm going to put this comment up. Uh, Lana Marcin, uh, who has who helped me at M uh, MFC uh, is an amazing person. She says, I find it a bit concerning that I haven't seen HQ Poker. Anything on the Wheelwad games going on right now since they will be the games for the adaptive athletes next year? I'm trying to be more positive on these shows. So what I'm going to say is uh, CrossFit HQ's house is on fire right now mm -hmm. and probably will be for the next week or so. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt right now that they have other things that they're dealing with and their marketing team does not have time to get this out. Um, I think it's sad. I wish there was more support and more publication, um, more social media interaction with what's going on at Wheelwad. Um, but you can support them by going to their YouTube channel uh, and go checking out their live stream um, and supporting them that way. But uh, with CrossFit's announcement yesterday about affiliate fees, I think their house is on fire. Yeah, I will say just, you know, um, they're run like like any other business and they're really, uh, it sounds like an excuse, but there's just so much to do and so many different components and just trying to get it all right. It's, it's not easy. So I'll just, I'll just say that. And I, and I, I totally understand, uh, that concern as well. Yeah. Yeah. Lana, Lana works with, um, an adaptive group in Canada, uh, where they do weekly classes with them. Um, and it's more in the intellectually challenged division. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's, this is a very deep seated, um, thing for her. And I know that it probably hurts that she doesn't get to see those people. Uh, highlighted more so yeah i know i scott this is totally a subject another subject for another day i do have to leave in a couple minutes because i'm getting my hair did before arizona but um i but i will say that i have been so i'm so excited that you and i are talking today because i have been mm, i don't know if disappointed is the right word but frustrated at times at what i perceive to be sort of the lack of coverage 
not from CrossFit's perspective, you know, CrossFit, CrossFit's not a media company, right? But like from the media in general, and I know it's a pretty big broad term, but uh, lack of coverage of the teens. And I'm like, I'm just, sometimes I feel like I'm just screaming going, you guys, these are like the most important athletes ever. <laughs> but, you know, we all think our divisions are the most important and uh, we can all give you really good reasons why. And I realized I finally just got to the point and that's, you know, kind of loops us all the way back to the beginning Prodigy's podcast that I'm like, I'm just gonna do it myself. Then, you know, if I'm not waiting for um, some of those other news agencies to reach out because they're just not, and I don't know why, but um, that's okay. I'm just gonna do it myself. I'm gonna do it with Scott. <laughs> we're going to talk about the kids. That's right. Uh, and we're going to continue to highlight you all the way up uh, through, through the games next year. Uh, your prodigy podcast, if people have not checked it out, need to check it out it keeps growing every week people are finding it and it is blowing up uh and we love that so go support stephanie and the teen athletes because it's an amazing podcast um i'm so proud to have it on my channel it means the world to me that stephanie's doing this any last things you want to say about what's going on next season and then we will definitely have you back uh, as more is announced nope i would just say i mean well yeah I guess two things. One, just uh, obviously got to sign up for the open. So even if uh, you're a collegiate athlete and you plan to compete with us this year uh, in 2024, you're going to want to cross the ID and you're going to want to sign up for the open. And then the other thing I would just say is I'm uh, let's, I can't wait to see you and at legends and see what that's all about. So I am the medical team lead this year at legends, which, uh, I'm super excited, but I'm also going to be hooking up any, with any teens or collegiate athletes who are there or just all my people, you know, all my people. So, uh, I plan to, to probably go on next week as well myself and, or with you. So we'll be, we'll be talking from Arizona in about a week. Yeah. I can't wait to hang out with you. Um, and the cool part is Stephanie has, uh, lent me her daughter, uh, for the week to be photographer, videographer um, throughout the week to help me get more footage out to everybody about what's going on to uh, at Legends because they are not streaming. We'll bring up the streaming topic on the next time you're on. I actually had it on my list, but we went over on some other things. Uh, so I can't wait to, to hang out with your daughter and uh, see what kind of content she can create for us. Um, it's one big whole happy family here. At Clydesdale Media. Yep. And that's really, I'll just, I will end on that, Scott, that um, that is something that we do very, very intentionally is we involve the teens. So I've got a teen, she's 15 years old. She's uh, running an Instagram account called Fit Pit Teens. Uh, my daughter, she's 17. She's on the media team. My son, who's not a teen anymore, but he's an MC at our event. We have a whole slew of teenage volunteers at our event. So we really want them to own uh, own this whole space as well. So work. So, so thank you for giving her the opportunity particularly. And then also just all you kids, like this is your space. So we're happy to have you working with us. Awesome. Well, with that, we'll have Stephanie back soon and we'll see you all next time on the Clydesdale media podcast. C4 energy extend and Cellucor are delivering the most effective best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. That's C4Energy.com. And now back to the interview.